My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month, when you purchase a three-month plan, more like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office, and we have been saving so much money since switching over, and setting up on Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com bears. That's mintmobile.com slash bears. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bears. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three months plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Uh, welcome to another episode of Two Bears, One Cave. I'm Tom. He's Bert. We um, are we just talking about the fact that Bert's actually wearing underwear, which is a huge, huge deal because I never, I'm serious, in like 15 years, most of the time, there's some, if the, if underwear comes up, you're just like, I never wear underwear. I, I played underwear. strip poker in Key West when I was in college with these girls, and I literally had two articles of clothing on, just like, like a shirt and shorts, <laughs> and I, I was naked immediately. That's when I. That's when I. I, I, I haven't seen your dick in. Um, it's been a while. Twelve years, dude. I showed my dick before the whole Me Too thing came out. Yeah, like, I would get naked all the time. In yeah, public. I never felt like yours was like sexually threatening though. No, I. I thanks. <laughs> no, I mean like you getting naked. It was yeah. never like suggestive. It was just like I remember I was in Hawaii with you. And then oh, you just yeah. came in the room and you just like took all your clothes. I was like, what's up? You're like, I'm pretty fucked up right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then you tucked it between your legs. I took pictures. That's, I had those pictures. Oh, it's, I think I've seen those pictures. They're on your Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> you posted pictures of me <laughs> naked on your Facebook. <laughs> we, should, um, we should use those pictures for something. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, uh, I am workshopping that joke that... Uh, the joke that started everything the the with the black guy reaching into my car. Wait, so what? I'm working. I'm workshopping that joke for my next hour. Wait, what, what do you mean? I'm when somebody. What? When remember if, the joke I told on your mom's house a long time ago? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm workshopping. Oh, I don't want to yeah. lead into it because I don't want people to. I want to be able to work it out, but I'm gotcha. workshopping it. Yeah. Oh my god, fucking so funny. Is it? Oh, it's killing. It's yeah, well, I haven't done it on. I've done it on stage once, but uh, I'm I'm in love with it. I'm in love with it. It's fun to feel in love with it. Well, here, um, we got to say it. You shot your special. Yeah. So congratulations. How much are you getting paid for this toast? This is, uh, <laughs> this is on the house. <laughs> the last one they paid pretty well. I ended I up getting more. You got more? Yeah. Did you ask for more? And they were like, oh, fuck it. Yeah. We asked for more. <laughs> we asked for more. And he was like, dad, dude, that's all I got. And I was like, yeah. well, cheers. Congratulations. Thank you very much. 
not bad. I'll tell you what, man. Yeah. Sam Adams makes a good beer. Yeah, it's good. I beer. know that guy. That guy, Jim Cook. You know him? Cock? Cook? Koch? I think it's Cook. Yeah. So he said, so the first, my first TV show, the X show, I was just, I was sucking at it. I was so bad. And I did one segment that was good called Her, uh, Herbert. Yeah. Where we went in and I, I got. Herbert's some, really funny, by the way. Was, I mean, so I love good. seeing people get hurt. And I remember like when, when I first saw that years ago, like yeah. when I met you and you're like, I have this thing, Herbert. I looked it up and I, I mean, that should have me in tears. You're getting hit by a fucking bull. Dude, uh, I got mauled by a bowl. I my a favorite bear. thing was when you went to like arena league football practice or something. I got lit. I got definitely got concussed like hard. They fucked him up. So. Dude, you can find, by the way, you can find that, you can find that online Nadav, and play it. There is legit me getting helmet to helmet contact where you can see I'm out cold. Like I am. They just told some dude who's never going to be in the league, you can fucking Look light this guy Ultimate ho- hockey, ultimate fighter, rodeo clown. Rodeo clown uh, is Go terrifying. It's terrifying. Dude, they gave me no, no preparation for it Make whatsoever. that full screen. Just look at that. I was oh, looking how God. young I was, and I just wanted I to be famous. I didn't give a fuck about any art. I was like, just how do I get famous? I want to be rich. Yeah. Yeah, this is That's great. That's a, a legit size bull. Of course it is. Oh. <laughs> Dude, he broke. Watch me. I try to use my leg, and he broke my foot. And this guy's like, that guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do we get out of here? How hurt, how hurt were you right there? Broke my ribs, broke my foot. <laughs> Did your dad see this? No, no. <laughs> I bet he no. would be so mad. If you listen to it, you can hear how young I am. My voice is like. I'm up here. I'm yeah. talking like a like. Yeah. Look, you can see. Ooh, that broke your ribs. Yeah, that broke my ribs, and then you see that his his hoof, his hoof scraped down my leg, and he broke my foot. I mean, the people at FX at had this. to be so happy, right? You can see the hoof mark. Oh yeah. <laughs> hoof print. Were they so happy that this happened to you? They had to be. Uh, Kevin Riley. Kevin o- Kevin Riley is like the president of something now. He's always been a president of something. We were in a pitch room with him, mm-hmm. and he was reading the list. Tom, he's not—I mean, he's a very nice guy, but he's not like a—he's a, he's a motive guy. Like he's, but he was reading the list, crying, laughing, and he's like, "You can't do this. You can't. We have insurance for this." And they're like, "Yeah, can you believe it?" You know what they did? Little sidebar: they put me down as a contestant. So I got—I I got fourteen grand an episode for, to do this show. To do this show? To do this show? Yeah. Jesus. Christ. I got paid. I remember I got paid twelve thousand. Eight hundred dollars an episode as an executive producer, and like thirteen hundred dollars as a contestant. <laughs> I'm Dude, look at what do you weigh there? Uh, one eighty six. One eighty six. I'm gonna get down there in December. There's something too that for people watching and listening, if you are what arena league guys kind of don't give a fuck more, <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> than like regular pro football players because these guys are like a step slower, but they are definitely, you know, legit athletes. Bunch of them pop positive for steroids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look Two at these guys. Yeah. They're like, who do you want? You want to hit this guy? Everyone's like, I'll hit this guy. <laughs> look how small I look. Dude, this looks like the, the opening to a gay porn I would sit through. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that scene. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
They're just like, like what you, you know, think, like, bitch? Skateboard, <laughs> I would sit through. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna line them up pretty good. Are these guys, they're like, they're, oh, that's what they're saying. They're yeah, like, well, all right, you want you? And he goes, he said to him, he goes, you want us to tee off on him? And he was, and Tim's like, yeah, tee off on him. He's like, my, my boys will light him up pretty good. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Just look at, like, I'm a big guy. Look at how small I am compared to a professional athlete. Yeah. By the way, okay, hit pause. Can I tell you where I fucked up? So this is the second play. This is the second play. This is where I fucked up so large. They have it sit like this, hit pause. I take a step back, and I realize they're not blocking as I step back, and I run up the middle, and I run for a touchdown. They don't show this in there, but that's what happened. I spike the ball. I do a crazy dance. And that coach comes out to these guys and goes, this is a fucking comedian, and he just blew your doors off. This is why you are second string. This is why you will never see the field. This motherfucker better leave on a fucking body bag. And I'm like, I'm sitting in the end zone going, that was a big mistake. That was a big mistake. And now they're just like. <laughs> oh, shit. He definitely lowered the crown of his helmet. Let me see that again. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Just boom. Shit. Dude. Do you feel rocked by that? Were you like. Oh, by that fuck. one, there was, I'll tell you, the one where I was running back and he lifted me up in the air and slammed me was yeah. bad. This one wasn't that bad. That wasn't that bad. The, <laughs> he gave you the kick to the helmet. Oh. I'll tell you which one was really bad. Uh, when I the this one right here. Oh, that's he just lifted me up and drilled me into the ground. Yeah, and I was like, oh, and I was trying to have fun, but they were like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck you up, Bert. <laughs> oh shit, man. dude! This one right here, when I'm like trying to do a field goal. Yeah, he could have broken my neck. I mean, watch <laughs> this. Watch this. I fumble the fucking field goal. He can get waxed. That's what he said. I remember this so well. He can get really waxed from this. Well, look at this. Oh, shit. There's nothing. Nothing uh, compares to... This wasn't that bad. Um, But it's like they're running at full speed to uh, you. Yeah. By the way, I would pay this one, a this, streaming service monthly fee to watch just this show. You know yeah. what I mean? I have all the episodes. This is the bad one right here. Oh. That's that's where you can see I'm out. I'm like, oh, what? Were you concussed from that? Yeah, 100%. He teed off on me Blindside. so, and I didn't see it coming. Yeah. You know what's amazing? You really didn't know that was coming? Oh, no no idea. Uh, you can see me believing I can. I remember the last thought I had. <laughs> They're all laughing and shit. Sup, Bert? He's trying to pep you up. Yeah. I was so out of it. We went down to Malibu that night, had dinner with some friends, mm -hmm. and I was like this all night. And they're like, is he okay? And Leanne's like, I think he has a concussion. <laughs> yeah, that, that show was... Uh, uh, so So to get back to Jim Cook with these beers, he comes... We do... Her part, we did the ass wax was the first one we did, right? Hilarious. It's, it's probably the funniest thing I've ever... I take that back. The dance videos are pretty good. Thanks but like... Uh, but... It was the first thing I ever did that had like a big pop. And um, I go to work the next day and he had come down. He was going to give us this. It was right around the millennium. And he was going to give us the millennium beer. And he pulled me aside and he goes, listen, I have this millennium beer that's like $5,000. I put one in your green room. 
And I went, oh, thanks. And he goes, don't drink it. Sit on it. Enjoy it when, you know, for a special occasion. And he was like, uh, I got to tell you. He goes, you, you, you forget how little you laugh in life, you know, until mm. you have a real hard laugh. And he goes, I was sitting in bed with my wife last night having a beer and we were watching this show, getting ready for today. And they put your ass wax on. And when that lady started playing with your asshole and you kept going, you're t it's really close to my winker. He goes, I was crying laughing. He goes, I've never laughed that hard in my life. And That's awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. So I like that guy, Jim Cook. I wish I could have done this, this whatchamacallit. I'm yeah. Just, I'm holding out for Tito's. They'll do it, right? No. Why? Because I already drank their fucking shit. So, so what? Like, it's a perfect... They, yeah, they don't want... Here's the thing I learned. You want... If you're Dos Equis, you don't want Mexicans drinking your beer. You want white people drinking your beer. If you're Budweiser, you don't want white people drinking your beer. You want Mexicans drinking your beer. You got to find the thing that you aren't and then attach yourself to that. Mm. That's how you make money. All right. We that's should a, start, we should that's start a cool a marketing pitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do. All right, listen up. <laughs> Blacks, Mexicans, and whites. <laughs> Here's what we want you drinking. Oh, holy shit, man. That was a good that was a good uh, thing you did. For that was fun. That, that was, was fun. They, I mean, I, I I I can't believe I let them come to my house. I can't. Because believe. I said no. I said I said uh we well, got to find a space to go to. And he's like, "All right, we can do that." And then I told Christina and she was like, "Why don't you just have them come here?" I was like, "Oh, I would I would think you wouldn't want them." here yeah and she was like why would i not want them here i'm like because we live here yeah. <laughs> i don't know you want a production at the house i'm having a hard time not putting my new house on instagram <laughs> why why do you want to put it on I just, I just it's such a natural thing to start recording myself and georgia and i are catching me and they're like dad you said the reason we bought a house is because of this like so stop doing it think about what you just said yeah. your teenage children <laughs> are teenage like <laughs> are like dad stop giving away the home address <laughs> like, the reason we can't stay in our old house is because of you i said the name of my street in my special one time i mean i'm just i was so bad you get so sloppy with it you forget no no you don't <laughs> the 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 greater you, you specifically do <laughs> Jesus Christ! So when 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 do you start touring again? You you you're, are you going to tour your old hour in December? Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, but but with the whole trying to to come trying up to write, yeah, yeah, trying yeah, to write, yeah, trying to write—that's the greatest. When you have thirty minutes, you can do, but you have a new thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then when do you when do you starting your next big tour? Not for I have dates coming um, that I haven't announced yet. I have like some like some uh, 2020 dates yeah. that I haven't, I mean, some of them are on sale. Like the, I have that Vegas kind of residency or whatever, you know, Mirage, the Mirage for the year. They're really excited to have you. I I'm excited just, to I do was it. Just with, I was just with them and they're like, they came to me and they're like, we got Tom. And I'm I, excited to do I was it. Like, yeah, you, that's great. But then I have like, I have a couple club dates and I have a couple other casino dates. Um, but I, I won't announce like a thing, I think until the fall. Oh yeah. I think so. Okay. You're going right away on right away. Birdie Boy World Tour starts up January 30th. Which is just we like just, we just started adding, we just started adding a bunch more shows. I don't know what happened, but a bunch of tickets just started picking up. That's great. Yeah, I love adding shows. It's not my, nothing like the, it makes you feel like you're doing. I, what would you rather? What would you rather? Would you rather have two shows in one night? One show being like 70 percent filled, or just one sold out show? Would I rather have two shows where one is seventy percent and one sold out, but one seventy percent? Um, I probably want to rather have the one sold out show. Um, yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah, that's why. That's why I get so aggressive in the marketing. I can't stop watching your video. But I, I, I can't stop watching your dance video. Really, I love it so much. 
It's it makes me giggle so hard, and I end up defend because some people will, will go like, "Oh, yours was better," and then I end up defending yours, going, "No, no, 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 no," <laughs> like, and they'll be like, "No, I, I think your dancing was better." And I was like, "We can agree on that," but like this video, <laughs> I watched the making of, yeah. And watching those girls watch my dance video yeah. made me so happy. You have no well, idea. Well, to me, the greatest moment of the last... I mean, I, I will forever remember doing this podcast and showing you the video. <laughs> and I actually... I said it a bunch. I said it to Christina. I was like, if if we never re even release it, if it was just to show it to Bert, it was completely <laughs> worth it. You know what I mean? It was worth it to do the work. It was worth it to pay to just to have you sit here and watch it. I'm in the car in Cleveland getting ready to shoot my special got my like my whole team in there we're going to go get something to eat go to the venue do a walkthrough do a run through um lighting and all specs and all i'm doing is pitching videos for you like videos that i'm going to do my next video and uh. i just got to the point where leanne goes hey can you put a pin in this and shoot your special and then i'll listen to every tom segura video you have <laughs> i mean you have no idea i got obsessive I got obsessive, Tom. I mean, I wrote a script. <laughs> I wrote I I wrote the funniest fucking script on the plane for your that it, for it's so funny and I'm I'm debating on casting it, shooting it and putting it out and never telling anyone that I did it yeah. until one day someone finds it and goes, <gasps> "This is it." <laughs> you should you should well first of all, you should make it. Just make it. It um I I could not stop laughing. I mean, the amount of people that told me I can't I can't wait to see where this goes next is like, because I already started working on uh the next thing, where you're actually in it. Oh, be, because I have your face oh, captured great. so well. Oh, cool. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> and then we take dialogue that you've said before and chop it up, so you have a full speaking role. You <laughs> <laughs> just deep fake the fuck out of me. Oh, <laughs> so yeah i mean i have to take out another mortgage but it's gonna be fucking awesome <laughs> i uh i um i told i was on the plane with leanne and i was like you know do you remember i had a, t a movie pitch for us yeah what and is I, the movie pitch it was it was uh no one's ever liked it but i think it's the funniest movie ever okay okay soft pitch soft, soft pitch. pitch it soft pitch it burt kreischer and tom segura okay get cast in a movie with johnny depp Okay. Pirates of the Caribbean 7. Yeah. Okay. That's the screen. The movie opens on that. We are in uh, the middle of the ocean with Johnny Depp shooting a scene. We got to sit there all day and we're, we're just floating in the ocean with Johnny Depp and we get to know him and we, and he ends up liking us mm -hmm. and he says, you guys want to go out tonight? And we're like, we'd love to. So we go back to Jacksonville. That that's where we're shooting is in Jacksonville. We go back to the hotel. We go out with Johnny Depp and we have one of the craziest nights of our lives. And in the middle of the night, he says, you know what I need? Would you guys drive? I just bought a brand new Cadillac, a 1969 convertible Cadillac. Would you drive it to LA for me? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, drive it to LA. I'm going to have a big party at my house. Drive that Cadillac from Jacksonville to LA for me. It would mean the world. I, I, I can't do it. I'm still going to shoot. But and then we're going to have this big party. You guys like, you guys know Liv Tyler, right? And we're like, oh, yeah, we love Liv Tyler. Like, just all these great Hollywood names. We're like, okay, great. And he's like, cool. So the next morning we get in this thing and he goes, awesome. I just have six stops I need you to make. One, and so it's me and you 
collecting stuff across the country in a Cadillac for Johnny Depp. He bought a rattlesnake for Slash. We got to go get that out of Texas. Okay. He got a wolf. Like we have all this shit in a Cadillac that we're driving. We get a, we get a pound of cocaine. We get a fucking, we get, all, it's just me and you going across the country, buying, getting stuff for Johnny Depp where we show up to his house and the party, everything for that culminates there. And it's just, what do you think? It's great. Yeah. I Can mean, we crowdsource it. Did you write this already? No, no, no. I just came up with it. I came up with it a long time ago. First of all, I actually think that you could pitch this to Johnny Depp and he'd be like, mm, I kind of like this. Yeah. Hey, Stanhope. Oh, that does not going to work the way I think it is. <laughs> hey, Doug. Can someone tag Doug and then, hey, Doug, can you see if Johnny's up for green light in a project? Can we get Stanhope's in it? Because yeah. Johnny Depp's friends with Stanhope. Yep. We get a ton of celebrity cameos. I want Will Ferrell so bad. This has like, you know, it's like in the lane of like uh, the being John Malkovich, right? Where it's like the real guys in it yeah. kind of playing a version of himself yeah. and some ridiculous thing taking place. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's great. I think I think it would be fun to do. I think it's a road trip movie. So it'd be, it's all I was like. That translates to, to what? Foreign markets. They love that shit. Over oh, real? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Com comedies have like a real decline in features in the last decade. Yeah. But they always look for comedies that will play in foreign markets, right? Because yeah. like they, they struggle to have comedies work there. But your th this idea, I think, would... Uh, but first of all, a celebrity name like that is attractive to like the, all those different markets. This is it's a really good idea. I think it would be funny as fuck. Is is all the different stops of all the things we, we could pick up across the country and then all the celebrity cameos of the people that are there buying the same stuff. It's just like, it's like, it's great. Yeah. And we, I just need a, we need a big end. What mm. we need is that, that false fourth. Well, or saying third goodbye to that wolf's going to be tough. Yeah. You know, after so many days. Without... <laughs> it's Tommy boy. Yeah. I think I just pitched yeah. Tommy. Boy. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> All right. That's our movie guys. Hey, will you start a GoFundMe to see if we can get people to fund that? And then we'll just pay for it ourselves and make it. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to get it attached to a studio. Okay. Well, we could pitch it to the people doing my movie, but I think we just make it. I think we just make a movie. We could make a movie. Let's yeah. do it. Let's it might be it. hard to get Depp. No, I actually think that's the easiest part. You think so? Isn't that crazy? That's the where my brain goes, oh, that we definitely are getting him. It will also be fun to have like the scenes where we shoot uh, calling him and texting him like, hey, man, we're in, uh, we're in uh, you know, Oklahoma City. And, and, uh, and then it cuts to him just getting, just getting his dick sucked by some model. And yeah. He's like, oh, slower. Uh, I don't know. I yeah. Soft pitch, soft pitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, we're at the house. Uh, I don't think your snake's here. And he's like, oh, man, you're in the wrong city. And we're like, God damn it, Johnny. He's like, just. <laughs> <laughs> your pitch is worse. You're in the wrong city. Oh, damn it, Johnny. <laughs> but then that adds another day to the trip, which adds a little more time think to the movie. Think about how much fun it would be to. Who, who are some actors you would love to do a scene with? A scene like, say, say like. Say we're going to buy explosives in Waco and we show up to David Koresh's old compound and that's where we're buying them and actor B comes out. Like your, your act, your, who's actors you would love to do scenes with? Uh, Will Ferrell's number one. He is the funniest human being. I watched SNL this weekend. Yeah. He Did he host is, this weekend? It is. He is so fucking funny. In the smallest things, the smallest things, he can make them so funny. To this day, do you remember in, in old school, when he takes, he goes, well, I really shouldn't drink beer. I really shouldn't drink beer. I can't, man, I'm, oh, I'm so good when it touches your lips. Yeah, yeah. Just, he just makes me laugh so hard. He's hilarious. Yeah. He would be fun to work with. Yeah. Um, who's like Meryl Streep? 
One of my favorites. Is your beer fridge feeling a little empty? DoorDash is your door to beer without the run. Whatever drink you're in the mood for, they've got you. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code BEARS24 to get 25% off, up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. I mean, there's like sometimes you just don't want to leave. That's me. Once we're at a spot and we're hanging out, I just don't want to leave. And now you don't have to. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25%, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code BEARS24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply, must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Uh, oh, but speaking of, because I was thinking of all these guineas, uh, because uh, the- the Meryl <laughs> <laughs> Streep Italian? No, no, no. But you're you're talking about actors. So, because you do, you do really good impressions. So, <laughs> did you see The Irishman? No. I haven't seen it either, but it has oh, so many- Oh, it comes many. out tonight. It's coming out tonight? Yeah, so it's out right now on Netflix. Oh, okay, okay. So let's watch yeah. it later. But like, I mean, give me a prediction. Like, so Pacino's in it. Okay. Uh -huh. De, De Niro's in it. E <laughs> well, I don't know. I can't remember which one's which. Joe Pesci's in it? Joe, Joe Pesci. Uh... Hey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sebastian's in it. <laughs> you know Sebastian had a parrot? What? Have I told you? Sebastian grew up with a parrot? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. But imagine. I mean, I just find it so funny. The parrot, like, people come over to the house and then they leave and the parrot goes, what's wrong with these people? <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's a, 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 an animated show. Yeah, he, Sebastian and his parrot. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Harvey Keitel's in it. Ah, these guys. I'm really bad at impressions. <laughs> did I tell you about... Oh, I did, I did, I did. What about comics? So you're good at impressing, like doing impressions of comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm nail them. Can you do Doug? Doug Stan Hope? Hope? Yeah. That's pretty good. I have a cigarette. Can you do Ari? Nope. Yep, that's always pretty good. Can you do Joe? Ha! That's, I, I just think of every time he comes out on stage, his hands are up. He's like, hey, what's up, motherfuckers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, high okay. energy. Yeah, Joe's but, really high. Can you do Joe's Joey? No, I, why? What are we, what are we, or what are, what are we, what's this bit leading into? I just enjoy your impressions. No, I can't, I can't. Listen, cocksucker. Yeah. It's the only one I can do, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can do you. That was pretty good. Yeah, what do you have them on? Donald Rollins? I just listened to his podcast last night. How is it? It's great. I love Donnell. He's so funny. Donnell is the Donnell is uh this is uh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dodge this entirely. Is this blood? Donnell is Donnell is 
Donnell is the first black guy I met that explained black people to me. Like he walked me through it because, like, I don't think I think I knew black, I knew black dudes growing up, but I didn't know them. Like, you played football, mm-hmm. so you probably knew them in a different like in, in a different level. You know, mm-hmm. I never really played. I played baseball. Any black dude I know, one of my best friends, Kari Brown, was I, mean, I love you, Kari, but it wasn't the blackest dude around. You know, <laughs> like he just was. I mean, he yeah. dated white chicks. His, you know, he yeah. went to an all boys Catholic high school. Uh, Andre Kerwin, like all these guys, were not like you meet Donnell. Who, you know, waiting on the stoop for his dad to pick him up. His dad doesn't show up. Like, that's that was one of his my favorite bits he has. My father's picking me up. My father. Yo, daddy ain't coming. Like, just, it's... But Donnell explains so much about... Uh, Black culture to you. Entirely. Yeah. Like, and I thought I knew it. You right, know? Right, It's the weird thing about uh, hip-hop is that... I think myself and you g- grew up ingrained in hip-hop. Like, I love hip-hop. Yeah. But that just because you listen to the music doesn't mean you know anything about it. It's like sure. German kids who love uh, who love uh, death metal, and then they come over here and they see what a kid in Iowa is like, and they're like, "That's not what we thought we were looking for." Right? You know right. what I mean? Sure. Or like the punk scene in England, and then do you know what? You want to know something interesting? This is going nowhere. Um, the Sex Pistols, when they did a, they did a big American tour, yeah. because they were working class England, they were like, "Okay, obviously we should do a tour of you know Alabama." Oklahoma, Texas, where all the working class people are. And that was exactly what I'm talking about is and it, there was no crossover. Those all those rednecks were like watching Sid Vicious cut his Nancy into his chest and they're like fuck these guys and would yeah. beat the shit out of them on the street. <laughs> yeah. I read that book. I, I don't read a ton, but 28 Days on the Road with the Sex Pistols, I think it's the name Must of the book. Must have been insane. I was in love with So that. you feel like uh, Donnell like 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 kind of educated you. To this day, he thinks he said like he just is such a different person like i think he's got his ear like even you watch his his uh to the streets streams. yeah yeah like the yeah. way he talks to you he just uh no justice no sleep i remember him yelling that in the fucking house when we were all living together on reality bites back no justice no sleep real talk real talk real talk i i'm one time with they had what a, year is that it was a while ago now it was probably 10 years ago. Like 09? Yeah, probably. There was, did I, I tell me if I told you this already, but there was a crudité out one day. Mm-hmm. And I told someone, why don't you just go get a crudité because we're all trying to be healthy. And they're like, what's that? And I go, it's a mixture of vegetables. And there was like, I've never heard of a crudité. And Donnell's like, a crudité what? A crudité what? And I was like, it's a crudité. Go, go fucking get a crudité. And so they bring it back. And the guy had made one. He'd just gotten a bunch of vegetables, but they weren't like, he just like, like bought radishes. And I was like, you don't just buy a radish. Like you, you gotta, you... and then he brought peppers. And I was like, yeah, cause they have those little sweet peppers. And I ate one and it was like, the kid had bought in habaneros. And I was like, holy shit. And Donnell's like, oh, some white boy can't handle pepper. I go, Donnell, it's a habanero. And he goes, I, you don't habanero me. Give me a fucking pepper. It's not that hot. Mouth and his first words were, Mama, I swear to God. And he, oh, oh. Donnell and Patrice taught me how to make omelets, both of them. Omelets? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Wait, on that show? No, Donnell did on that show, Patrice did in, in Scotland. The number one thing, I'll tell you the number one difference right now black men season the pan, white men season the omelet. Okay. But both Patrice and Donnell would we'll put butter on the pan and then season that buttered pan mm-hmm. and then cook the omelet in that. 
Oh, I, I cook like a black guy. Do you really? Yeah. Is that you season a pan? If I'm making a, an omelet or yeah, yeah, or chicken or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I'll also season the the meat, right? But like I'll season that pan. Oh, I don't season the pan. I say, if it's an omelet, I season the inside of the omelet and then stir it up mm-hmm. and get it put throughout it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, Donald's podcast is really good. Yeah, congrats to him. Uh, what is it? It's called the Donnell Rawlings Show. Donald Rawlings Show. Yeah, he's a, he's hilarious, dude. Um, what did what did you say? You have a mirror impression. What does that even mean? Oh, it was better in the moment, I think, because we were talking about shaving our assholes. Yeah. So this is my. You know how like you always go mirror mirror on the wall. Who's mm. the fairest? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Such a bad joke right now. <laughs> so when I shave my asshole. I put the mirror on the ground and then squat over it and shave my asshole over the mirror. So this is my impression Ugh. of the mirror. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Oh, we're not shaving the asshole today, are we? Oh, God. Oh, God. No, here we go. Because <laughs> so he shaved the hair, right? That was a, it, was, it was a better is bit. This part of the the new, is this part of the new hour? No, no. <laughs> How will you be so ready for touring in January? If you just shot this special, which, yeah. again, congrats. You said uh went great. Yeah, You're very you. excited about it. Um, how long was it, how long was the set, by the way? Sixty one minutes. Perfect. Yeah, that is perfect. Sixty one um, minutes. Well, with applause break, it's going to be about seventy. But. <laughs> <laughs> but so, do you feel like you'll be taking out like a half cooked hour? Um, no, I I I think I write a lot quicker. I write base a lot quicker than the average person. I think. Yeah. Like I yeah because and and I think the other thing is one of my bits is. Fucking, one of my bits is gonna be you know seven minutes. Right. So it's like I like for this last hour I just did. I wrote it all within probably the first month of getting right. I wrote it all, and I was like, wow. I, I feel and like now I, you got to work on it. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you got to work on it and fine tune it. Uh, I'm gonna do it. Just do a bunch. I think I'm gonna do a bunch of spots at the haha. Really? Yeah. Because I, I don't want to go to the store with nothing. You know, because yeah. it's like it's it feels re- weird. It really does. I think the sh- store ultimately is a showcase place. I don't it mind doing. Kind it. of is, yeah. And so, have I, you had bad sets there? Oh, <laughs> very. I remember like the first really bad set I had there. After it was like, I was you know working there. <sighs> feels fucking horrific. It feels highlighted there. You know what I mean? It feels yeah. heightened. Yeah. Um, because it it is ultimately the 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 place where like everyone's there. Everyone, yeah, like every comic working, big name. Then there's like just it becomes like celebrities are there. Then um, it be, it's become such a hot spot that like exactly like you know I'll 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 finish I'll do a spot go home and the next day I'll get a call from like my manager. Oh, you know who was there last night? Oh, fucking you know the head of NBC, the this director. There's like it's just like such a spot that yeah, I do feel like when you go there, if you really are in a real working space and you go, I just want to like try stuff. It really the only room to do that there for real is the belly room. Like the belly room, you can belly go room, there. Yeah. Even and, even on Jeremiah's stand-up show, like you'll yeah. see no, I'm by the way, I'm not I'm I'm Speaking broadly, uh, I'm I'm sure I'm inaccurate, but I'm saying sometimes you will see guys like me and you or Joe really truly go up with nothing and try to write. Yeah, but some guys, some of the like maybe lower tiered guys, definitely go up and do material because then that that for them is their. They used to bother me so much. I used to get so mad at Ari when he when he did uh, his. This is not happening. Yeah. So uh, originally he was like, "This is a storytelling show where you're not supposed to do a story from your stand-up. You're supposed to tell like." a new story yeah 
And I was like, so it's, it's not from your act. It's not from your act. I go, so it's, it really is like this authentic, genuine story. Like something that I don't actually say. Yes. And he would lay it out. I'd be like, does everybody know that? Yeah. And then we would go to these shows and like half the guys would be up there doing material. Yeah. And I was like, did you tell them though, that they're not, he was like, yeah, I told them, but they would get that fear Dude, of I like saw, not I saw doing we, it. We had a storytelling show in in New York City in 1999. Me and DC Benny and Ben Bailey. I think Ben Bailey and DC Benny ended up continuing it, but me and DC started it in this room. I forget the name of the room. And uh, <clears throat> I told in that room, I told like probably three stories within the first three weeks that ended up in my special, in my in my first special. Uh, but uh, we Chappelle walked in one time. And they told him no material. And he was like, okay. And he's like, just stories. Something you haven't told before. And I saw I, I saw Chappelle even start to bomb and be like, mm -mm, pulled out and did bits. Yeah. And was like, yeah, like, oh, what did Rocket Man sound like? If yeah. He was in a, you know? Yeah, sure. And and I remember going like, it's hard. It's hard for the average comic to, to just fail. Yeah. It, that's it what is. storytelling is. It's which, failing. Which is like the best thing for you as a comic is to watch an established guy fail dude it's the it, greatest it does I, and it was wonders for you it's what stinks about the main room now is like the main room is such a fucking hot spot yeah that you go in and everyone murders i mean everyone murders across the line so then you go in and, and people come around the world to come to see you do stand up there yeah so then when i do the main room I've, i'm like i gotta take my shirt off because I, I feel like these people paid tickets to yeah. they saw the lineup and they're like oh i'm a fan this is when i'm going I want to see, you know, Joe and Tom and Bert. And Bert's going to take his shirt. Oh, I got the ultimate night of comedy. Bill yeah. Burr was there, you know? And so um, that's why I take my shirt off in the main room. And I don't I don't want to do unprepared material in the main room. I want to do it at the ha-ha where I can let it fail and find out where it just gets the little spikes where you're like, ooh, I could work on that in a big room and it'll get a big pop. Yeah. Um, I love writing. I, I like writing more than I do. I love doing a special. I don't even like doing a special, to be honest. I feel like this is... This right now, what what I have and you have right now is like it's a week or a couple of days after you shoot a special and you realize I have to go back to square one. It's <laughs> it's now it's familiar. The feeling's yeah. familiar, but what the feeling is is that it's terrifying. Yeah, but in a weird way, like like comforting because you go, I know I'll be able to do it, but you still have that feeling of like I'm back. I'm back to nothing. Like I, I heard someone talk about having legit writer's block I've never had writer's block I've had like I've been uncreative but I've never had writer's block but I think that's because when you go when I when I write on stage when I go on stage I get so much energy yeah from being I don't up even there need, I could really I think just without being prepared I would end up writing at least three jokes on stage just in panic mode you know yeah in a panic you'll say things I'm not going on stage this week I'm gonna go on stage next week yeah I took a week off yeah isn't that crazy just one week and then you start it all over again yeah were yeah. you gonna were, what what joke are you gonna be so happy not to tell again? Let's pull out the list because there's a few. Um, I'll love oh I'll love like not doing the bit of, like I have a bit that was like a response bit to every a reaction bit to yeah. everything that I got like in trouble for. Oh yeah. So but I just I always felt like towards the end I was like I'm just like. So over, like now the the bit became so flushed out, yeah, and so like to a, like to a T, you know, well constructed, yeah, that I had to do it. 
but I was exhausted of saying it. Every I want to time. do a, I want to do a bit on alcoholics. Okay. Yeah, like I'm I'm obsessed with alcoholics right now. Are you reading the book? No, no, no. I'm I'm I'm, I'm very clear. Drew to, Drew told this to Leanne, but I'm very clear to myself that I am not an alcoholic in the sense that when you watch broken human beings, like really genuinely broken, broken dudes who can't control themselves and they spiral out of control and they do really detrimental things to their life, their future, their success. Like I, I, I was obsessed with it this week and I had a little bit of a run in with an alcoholic and I, and a, a good one and a bad one, oddly enough. I have one guy who's coming out of it and he's got like 15 months sober and then another guy who's in the throes of it. It's just, and it's a mess. And and you know, so funny. These are guys you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys I know, yeah. I have been, I know a lot about... That's the other thing. I was obsessed with this. This is... I mean, I, I don't know if this is where the bit would ever go. When when you drink like I do, you run into a lot of alcoholics. And so... And, and, and I think a lot of people just tether yourself to you because they see me working and being successful and drinking a lot. And then they go, I'm that guy. Right. And then you realize... When the uh, not to not to sound egotistical at all, but when when they stop running, I continue running, and so the and then one day they look up and they're like, "Wait, how did he get up there?" And he's like, "Oh, he's not. He may drink a lot, but he does work and family are the most important thing to him. It's not just getting loaded and fucking yeah. being a piece of shit." I have had a lot of people make amends to me. Really, I've had a lot of people make amends to me. One of them happened this weekend. I won't say anything, but one of the, some guy sought me out to make amends, and I, I, I have so often just been like, been like, no, 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 you're good, you're good, dude. I, we all partied. I, we partied. I, I fucked up too, and then this guy was like, no, no, I, I'm here to. I need to do this, and then I went. Oh, the last time I saw him, he was a fucking piece of shit. Really? He was a tremendous like, and I. And I actually allowed him to apologize to me, and I told him what he did again. And I went, and I accepted his apology, and I was like, whoa, that feels good. Feels good. It feels good to watch. Like, and then I was like, and then, and then someone said, um, yeah, the, the amends helps them heal. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and then I was like, wow, that's, that is a really cool step. Well, like, it's like, have you ever apologized to somebody for anything? Nope. <laughs> I don't do it. You've never apologized? I don't, I don't. You've never said I'm sorry? I've said I'm sorry to Leanne. Like, I say I'm sorry to Leanne and stuff, like, if we fight. I don't normally say I'm sorry a lot. Okay. I don't, like, I'm not, like, there's a couple people, like, you know, here's the thing. This is, by the way, this is super coded. Okay. Like, you'll know what I'm saying, and some yeah. people will know what I'm saying, but there are people that maybe I have done something wrong to, and they have done something wrong to me, maybe it's back and forth. Yeah. But I would never apologize because I don't want that person in my life. Yeah. And so I don't, I am not sorry. I'm glad it worked that way. Yeah, but that's, that's different because... Th that's everyone. No, no, no. I'm saying what you're talking about, when, like what you just said, mm -hmm. is, is one reality that is true. There yeah. are some people that you go like, I'm not sorry. In which case, the feeling wouldn't exist to apologize because you don't you don't I, I'm, feel I'm like I'm really it. strapped to think if I if I've wronged anyone in a bad way. Like see I I here's my problem is I think I don't like confrontation. Yeah. The only thing I'd 
ever be guilty of is talking shit behind someone's back. But it's never horrific. It's just bullshit. You yeah, know? we're in comedy. Yeah, like uh, like we're all fucking like like Brendan Schaub didn't bring water to a hot spin class. You know, and I'll yeah. make fun of him behind his back. I think he'd probably be hurt if he heard the way I'm joking about him because he's such a big boy. Yeah, where he's just like, hey, can I have some your water? And you're like, that's not how it works over here. Yeah, and, but he's just like an athlete. He's like, oh, so it's not water. So, but like, it's a good impression, by the yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, that's the only thing I'm guilty of, really. I don't wrong people. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I f- I'll tell you the, the my biggest hiccups. Like, I fired Frosty. Yeah. Go to UTA. That hurt, but I, I'm not sorry for it. No, no, you, you made know? a business decision. Like, t- t- this is a really interesting. Tell me when, like, who, who do, you, who, when have you wronged someone where you felt like you needed to apologize? Not your wife. I'm talking like a man, like. Where you're like, I should call that person up and say I'm sorry. No, I think of like, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, I, I think about like, Jesus, who's the guy that drinks here? I mean, I'm, dude, I'm trying to get myself, you know, in shape. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, no, I drove. I don't like drinking and driving. Oh. Keep going, keep going. I like talking about apologies. How much time have we done? It's on this. Screen. Oh, good, good, good. We have time. Um, Let's talk about apologies. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, there are people right now in my life that have wronged me recently that I'll never accept their apology. Really? Never. I'm, uh, I'm one of the most vindictive human beings alive. When when you you know that's why that's why that's why the Ari thing was so. Is that who you're talking about? No, you no, just, no, 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 no. It was something crazy. Hmm. Obviously, for anyone listening, I think I've been clear about this. But one of the things that hurt me so bad with Ari is I thought you know you know how I have that thing where I go you did this to me because you think I'm weak yeah I thought he did that to me because he thought I was weak and as soon as I believe that you think I'm weak I, you are dead to me done yeah. you're dead to me forever yeah um and I think it's because I'm I'm an, I'm a very trusting I put myself out there kind of guy Ari I didn't think Ari did that for that reason. I don't know why he did it. I don't. I still haven't really figured out what his purposes or motives were. I don't. I. Th- I'm, I always hope that it was just to have fun, but it's such a fucked up thing to do to someone. Georgia. So I've been working to try to you know make sure that Ari and I, my relationship, is not broken, so yeah. that you know we can be friends. Yeah. So I really love that guy. I really yeah. do. He's forever. Whatever one everyone thinks about him. Yeah. You're wrong. He's a, he is a very sweet. He's an he's a numbskull. Yeah. Georgia saw me texting with Ari last night with you, Joe and Ari. Yeah, but it was Ari that was came up. She goes, "Why would you text him?" And I went, "Cause, um, he just asked me a question." She was like, "Don't, don't text him. Do put your phone down." I went, "What?" She goes, "Dad, he almost killed my dad. Like, put it down." I went, "Holy fuck." Yeah, you don't think about it like uh, that. You don't think about it from like a little kid's perspective of like, I almost, like I could have lost my dad and you're like, oh. and then I'm like, I'm like, God damn it, are you going to make me do so much fucking work for you, you cunt. But, but see, look how much I'd, I'm doing for, like, this is where, right. this is where I get vindictive is yeah. like, I know Ari is a good person. I do know that I, it's in there somewhere. I know it. He may be a bad guy, but he's a good person. <laughs> he's a, he's not a bad guy. Yeah. But, but like I'm doing the work to make sure that we can fix it. Certain people wrong me, done, dead to me. You gotta tell me who these people are. I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one right now. Happened this weekend. Fucking, oh my, oh dude, fucking have a little fucking awareness in life. Have a little bit of fucking awareness in life. That's all I'll say is like, 
you, you, sometimes it's easy to forget stuff have people have stuff going on you know mm-hmm. like maybe someone texted Brendan Schaub something shitty this weekend and forgot oh he's having a baby you know right hey maybe like give him the day right you know like uh but this this person knew what was going on and did something to me and I went that's crazy right. that's funny I would never do that and that you represent your one person to me I see a bunch of other stuff I stand up for you and then you rep do to me okay then I guess I was the fucking asshole. Right. I had a I, this one. I'm, I would I would put this in a special. This is one of my favorite stories ever. I, I know I've told it to you. I'll tell it to you one more time for people listening. Leanne dumped me uh, like 15, 16 years ago, seventeen years ago. Leanne dumped me. We'd been dating for two months, and she dumped me. I was wrecked. I was fucking wrecked. Okay. I Why did she dump you? Uh, I got drunk and okay. said some shit. Okay. Fucking uh, toxic females. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Women can rape men. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever the fuck I said. I don't know, man. It's one of those. By the way, I, I actually said sorry to all those women. <laughs> I said sorry to all of them, but one who wouldn't accept my apology. She wouldn't? She's a really big director in Hollywood. She really? would not accept my apology. Because she was at the... She was at the party and she was like... Everyone like, else accepted my apology. You're like, you're a dumb cunt. Like no, every I, other broad. <laughs> no, I don't know what I said. But she just was like, I don't need you in my, uh, my life. I don't like you. And so I don't need to accept your apology. And I was like, I thought that that's not how it works. <laughs> She's like, no, that totally is how it works. I'm an independent woman who has her own life. And I don't know you and I don't like you. And I'll never like you. So... That's that. That's good. Like, good luck with life. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, uh, I'm wrecked. I mean, I, I mean, Tom, the lowest I've ever been. Crying. Was after this dumping. I got dumped. She dumped me in her kitchen and I didn't realize it was happening until it had already happened and mm-hmm. I didn't stop it. And then it had already happened. And my, I had a panic attack where I felt like gravity disappeared and I was going to be lifted into space. And I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And I got in my car and I started spiraling out. I started crying in my car to my ride to my house. And I cried so aggressively that I had to get myself into my bathroom to cry in the shower. But I was so uncontrollable that what I did, Tom, was took an inflatable exercise ball into the shower it wouldn't fit through the door so i had to deflate it bring it into the shower and then re-inflate it so i could cry on this medicine ball i was such a fucking mess sobbing crying i i then would move my bed into my closet so no one could hear me cry i couldn't stop crying i love i said to god you give me this woman back and i won't fuck it up and that's the reason i don't cheat on my wife is i was running down outpost by ben Affleck's old house and i and i i ran by his house every single day and i was just once. Why didn't he come out just once and go, hey, man, you want a beer? And then we could have been best fucking friends. Yeah, you could. And so, um, and I said, God, if sun was setting, I said, God, if you give me this woman back, I won't fuck it up. I won't cheat on her. I won't do anything to fucking wrong her. I'll make sure she's happy. I'll be the greatest fucking guy. I got done that jog, went up to my house, and Leanne was sitting on my bed. And I was like, God, were you listening? Oh, Jesus. But she, she came, back. Came, came back. Came back. Now, two straight days I cried. I get a phone call from my hairstylist. My hairstylist is this guy in Hollywood who does all the celebrities at the time. And he and he he lived in Santa like Santa Barbara or something mm-hmm. and he'd come down for one day a month. So when you got that one day, yeah, it's, that was the day you got your haircut. So they call and they're like, "Hey, he's in town." And I was like, "Okay." He was friends with really big uh, uh drug addicts, right? Yeah. He had been clean off heroin for like 15 years. 
So he he calls and he's like, I'm getting a haircut. And I, I, I'm, I'm here to cut hair. And I go, hey man, I'm in a bad place. I just got dumped. And he was like, hey, nothing cheers someone up better than a great haircut. And I'm like, okay. He goes, come in. We'll hang. We'll talk. I'm in a really good place right now. We'll hang. We'll talk. I'll cut your hair. You'll feel better. You'll look better. That's what you need today. I went, okay. I've been crying for two straight days. I get in my car. I drive to get my haircut. I walk in. He has a pool table in his play, in his in his salon, and he's on the pool table drinking a beer. And I'm like, huh? I thought he was sober. So I go over and I was like, hey man. And he was like, ow. Let me get you a beer. You like beer, right? And I go, yeah. And he's like, let me get you a beer. I was like, okay. So he gets me a beer, and I go, I thought you were sober. And he goes, yeah. Crazy thing, man. I just started drinking beer again. He's like, you know. <laughs> He goes, it can't be that bad. It can't be that bad, right? He's like, oh, my problem was heroin. It wasn't beer. And I was like, yeah, your problem was heroin. And he's like, yeah. So we have a beer, have another beer, and he's talking to me about this. Have one more beer, and he goes, let's cut your hair. <laughs> no. He no. goes, uh, hey, you want to go to the bathroom and smoke some weed? And I'm like, you have weed? And he was like, yeah, it wasn't my problem. My problem was heroin. It wasn't weed and beer. What am I, a ninth grader? Come on, man. Let's go get high. So we go into the bathroom and I watch him suck down a joint like I've never seen someone suck down a joint. Just and I was like, I think your problem might have started at marijuana. <laughs> so we get out of the thing. He then puts me in a chair. And I said, and I he goes, So what's the big problem with this chick? And I said to him, I go, her friends think I'm an alcoholic. And he goes, Okay, this is very important. How many people have said that to you? And I said, Well, just just one. And one of her friends, maybe two. And he goes, not three? I said, no. He goes, just two? I said, yeah. And he goes, let me tell you a story. If someone tells you you have a tail, fuck them. They're crazy. If two people tell you have a tail, you know what? They're teaming up on you. But if three people tell you have a tail, turn around. <laughs> <laughs> he then proceeds to cut my hair with a razor blade. With a, with a straight, straight razor. razor. With his thumb and a razor blade. And as he's doing this... And he's high as fuck. And I'm drinking a beer watching him fucking ruin my hair because he's back on drugs. Just like, we don't have a problem, bro. And he's straight razor cutting my hair. It looked so bad. He cut my bangs to here. He left me a tail. It was such a bad haircut. I got my car and started crying. Oh. Oh. Fucking alcoholics. <laughs> I remember getting the uh, the apology email from someone I hadn't heard from in years. For right? real? Well, I didn't realize what was going on. So I had, it was, um, I put my first album out in uh, 20, I think it was 2010. And it was thrilled, you know? The, uh, uh, <laughs> the best album ever. And so I, I put it out. I get an email from this guy. He sold me the drugs that I OD'd on freshman year in college. And uh, oh, so I, and I hadn't, I hadn't, and he got real upset when he knew that like police came to the, to the hospital and they were like, where did you get them? And I didn't, so I was like, I bought them. I don't know if somebody would, but he called the hospital room and, and tried to threaten me over the phone. Whoa, what a garbage human yeah. being. So he was like more concerned about his ass, you know, getting in trouble. Holy And I was fuck. like, I didn't sell you out, dude. So, and, I, and this is somebody I, I was like friends with, 
So that's why I was like, I guess I'm not friends with this guy anymore, you know, because he was just concerned that he was going to get in trouble. So anyways, this it's been fucking how long at this point? Like 10 years or something since I've heard from this guy. And he's like, hey, man, uh, this is like direct uh, like Facebook Messenger or I guess emails or whatever. It's like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, good. Like, what's up? He's like, yeah. uh, just wanted to say, you know, I think I really handled that poorly. I'm like, what? The? And I don't realize I'm like, what? Yeah. And I go, yeah, I'm not. It's all right. And he's like, I just really wanted to apologize. And like, as I see that, I'm like, oh, he's going through this. He's going through the steps right now. I was like, oh, I didn't realize. I go, hey, man, uh, that's very nice. I really, um, I forgive you or, or like, you know, no problem. So I'm glad uh, just uh, that's really nice of you to reach out and say that. But. I don't, I don't hold any hard feelings over. It was crazy. We were in college. And then he's like, and uh, by the way, I, uh, I see your, cause I, I made the album cover, like my artwork, yeah. you know, like my, my profile. Yeah. And he was like, congrats. I guess you're a singer now, huh? <laughs> and I was like, what? And he's like, you're not a singer. Oh, and I go, no, I'm not a singer. And he was like, looks like a singing uh, cover. I'm like, yeah i mean you don't get it. it's a parody <laughs> and he's like he's like what he's like what's a parody i go well, i go i'm a comedian i do i do comedy he was like oh okay well that's great too and you could just tell this guy must have yeah. been just buried by whatever he was going through but yeah putting together that someone's apologizing for that is always like a a it moment. caught me off guard yeah. the guy that did it this week caught, it really caught me off guard and i and i had to it was it in person yeah he just walked up to you. He's waiting for me after radio. I was like walking out of the radio and he was waiting in the lobby. And Does he live there? Yeah. And he uh -huh. was like, hey. And I didn't recognize him at first. And he was, I was like, hey. I was like, hey, what's up? Oh, my God. And, you know, initially I'm like, give him a big hug. And he's like, dude, I just want to, I came to apologize. And I was like, no, you don't have to apologize. And he's like, no, last time I saw you, I was pretty out of control. And I was like, yeah, you were. And he was like, no, no, like, I'm here to apologize for that. And I was like. You don't have to apologize. He's like, no, 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 no. And that's when it dawned on me. And I went, oh. Um, I mean, you, I couldn't tell you how bad he was. He was. I never thought he'd come out of that. That's just amazing. I, I've had so many. You know, it's so funny, too. I have one of my really close friends that has, has had a legit drug and alcohol problems, like, for his whole fucking life. Yeah. And I have been distant from it. So I only see him, when, I only see him, like, every once a year. But friends that live in Tampa have witnessed it a lot. And when I, I get angry at them that they're not willing to forgive him. Oh, uh, they're like, you're not here for it. And they're like, this. you're not here for it. You don't fucking see it. You don't know what he's doing. And I'm like, I'm like, guys, it's dot, dot, dot. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you don't know him anymore. And yeah. I'm like, oh, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then they tell you a couple of stories. How, that's my, my AA meeting would be like, they're like, all right, Bert, now we're going to say we're sorry. We're like, I'm not sorry. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I got no apologies. <laughs> you sound like you're primed for the program. <laughs> Dude, I keep saying to myself when I look at guys with legit substance problems, yeah. I go, I, 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 this is going to sound so fucking crazy, but I go, so you're telling me they can't not drink? Like they can't, like say they're getting ready for their Netflix taping. They can't say like two weeks out, go, hey man, I'm off. I'm going to, I'm going to quit drinking. Until. I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna get healthy. I'm gonna go to some yoga classes. I'm gonna go to some hot spins. I'm not gonna drink on the flight there. I'm not gonna drink the night before. I'm not. No matter what great stuff happens, yeah. I'm not gonna drink the first night of my taping. I'm not gonna drink the second night. I'm gonna wait until it's over, and then even when it's over, go. I may not drink today. Like, did you drink after yourself? I drank on stage late show. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, it was the best because I was like, 
I hadn't drank. I hadn't drank. You know, all, all of October on stage, which is yeah. so bizarre. Because I always say I never drink on stage, but then, <laughs> then you do. Yeah, I totally do. I totally do. Like I told, like I yeah. didn't realize how until I didn't really didn't. Yeah. How often I just go to get a drink and I go, whoa, that's not there right now. Yeah. And then so when we we did, uh, it was right after one of my bits yeah. where it gets like a good like applause break, and I went over and I grabbed a sip of my drink and I went. We're, we're home free. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's a great feeling. It's a good feeling. I would be cool if they re reimagined how to do specials. I had a, I, really, yeah, like like I had beer. I had a beer after that. I had a, such a great late show. Did you? Well, the first show, I I was livid when I came Wait, off but, stage. But it was a good show. It just you didn't weren't happy with the lighting. Yeah, but that really throws me off though. So yeah. from the moment I walked on stage. If like if you walk out there and the first thing in your mind is like I really don't like the way this is lit, and then you do a whole set, you come off and they were like that was great. And I was like that fucking sucked. I was in such a bad mood. Yeah. And uh, there everyone was like, <laughs> and I was like, you know, what we went through this in rehearsal. Why is it so lit up? Like it's not how I'm. I perform this way. This is all I want is just to perform the same way. Yeah. Of course we make the adjustment to the set, and also my monitors, which I was like, I was like that's not loud enough. And then the guy comes up. This is between shows. He goes, oh the monitors aren't working. I'm like, so I'm not crazy. Yeah. To say, so you have all that going on, you know. I but the second show went fantastic. The lighting was great, sound, the crowd, everything was great. And like when I walked back into that green room after the second show, I was like, get me a beer. <laughs> like, you know, get me a beer. And then I was like, go ahead and get a bottle of bourbon from somewhere too. So we just started to just that that type of unwinding feels the best. Oh, I I cried. Really? Yeah, yeah. I brought my whole team in. I mean, I, I, you know, I did, a, I did the last time we did a two bears one cave. I was, I'd gone a hot spin. I was running late. I wanted to get here, and I needed to do intro reads for my podcast. And so I went on and did my intro reads, and I realized, you know, it's just like, you know, like the littlest trigger will catch you where you go, where I go, hey guys, body shots were birdie boy world tour. And then I was like, oh my god, I'll never say body shots world tour again. Yeah, and over. I got emotional and I cried doing that read to that podcast. You did, yeah, because I just it was like it's like look very candidly. For whatever small amount of time that I've gotten to experience this touring and theaters and having a tour bus and 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 hanging out with the fans and and selling to like meaning like when I say selling tickets I mean like putting up promo videos and and putting tickets on sale and then replying to emails yeah 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 we just opened a second show like like really being in this part of the business is a amazing dream come true yeah and it's not lost on me because it started when I was older and so like there was a I mean you got I mean all the way up until I was like, what? maybe I started selling tickets at 44, 43. Like, I'm a grown man. And I was wondering what's... I mean, you were on the phone with me a lot. Where I was like, you know, what do I do? Should I, should I stay in the clubs? You're like, oh, I think you got another year in the clubs. And when we we're talking about Philly. Mm -hmm. And so, it's not lost on me. So I'm very, very appreciative. I'm probably more appreciative than the average person. Only because I'm, I'm older than the average person that had the success show up. And so, I got emotional on the podcast. And then... We get done the special, and, and I knew I got it. And so once you knew you got it, you're like, yeah. you're like, there's a huge flood of emotion. I bring everyone upstairs, and I'm like, I'm like, the, everything that's going on in my life, I, th this, this stupid fucking podcast, everything's a dream come true. Yeah, it's awesome. If you had told me when I could get in the business that I could do this, yeah. like this wasn't, people don't understand this. This wasn't an option. There was right. no option. Do you know how many times Tom and I hung out for free? Like. <laughs> Do you know how many times we just sat and, by the way, had the same hilarious conversations of Tom going, you burp a lot. Like, just the, <laughs> like, but like, this was not an option. And then here I am a day before Thanksgiving 
and I ju- it just happened when we, when they're coming in and bringing reads, and they're like, yeah. we have this many reads, and I'm thinking, God damn it, man, can you believe this is our job that I get to sit across from who they will agree is one of the funniest people in the world, and for just for an hour, it's the greatest it's the greatest life in the world. So I got emotional in the green room, doing a toast to everyone. It was, and I, I've been emotional all fucking week. Yeah, it's great. I, I now's when I die. It's <laughs> now this. It wasn't lost on me. I actually when, and I mean it sincerely. When I did that, the Sam Adams toast. Yeah. I I actually I I really meant not not just what I said to Christina, but I meant what I said leading up to it. That like acknowledging um oh. like uh how great you have it and expressing gratitude to me is like in comedy it's never celebrated to be sincere because sincerity is yeah. mocked we're all dicks yeah. and we're like what are you fucking serious i think podcast and like, has changed that a tad bit it has changed yeah. it a bit but but i i you know when i did that spot i was i was you know they used they cut the thing down to 60 seconds right but i'm sitting there telling the guy i was like you know i go it feels like what happens is when you when you have some success in like what we do everybody goes like it's all you man you you fucking made this happen and then after a while you go like yeah but it's not like it the the your success is is really you're a driving force in it but it's it's every it's people all around you right yeah. like you have a great wife you have great kids and then you go like you know I, I'm, I'm lucky that i have this agent this manager i'm lucky that i have uh, great guys that i work with here i'm lucky that i have you know what i mean you start to go like i'm lucky that i have friends i'm lucky that i'm able to do that so i i actually enjoy that because you can get so tied up in going like, well, how come it's not the next thing though? Why isn't it a bigger thing? Mm-hmm. Then you stop and you go, what what we have going on is amazing. Yeah. You know? So I, I don't know. I feel very grateful for it too. It's crazy. It's I, I always say you got like someone said, I was putting a sweatshirt up the other day and I, I heard this phrase, um, surround yourself with, with, surround yourself with successful people and you'll be successful. Surround yourself with shitty people and you'll yeah. be shitty. And I was putting the sweatshirt up that I'd worked out in into clean clothes. And I went, huh, that's just like a sweatshirt. Yeah. And I was like, oh, life's like a dirty sweatshirt. Like you just, if it's dirty, you throw it with the dirty clothes. I believe what you're saying to be 100% true. Dude. Surrounding yourself with with bad people has an absolutely negative effect. And surrounding yourself with good and successful people has a, a really positive effect on your life. Dude, 100%. Think about... Think about the people, and that's why when when I say when I say that I'm vindictive, no, we're, what are you a fucking chick? Will you just have a sip? No, 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 no. I have a feeling you're trying to get me to do a Sam Adams toast for the fucking guys over at Sam Adams. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah. No, but if you if you uh, if you like, like that's why I say when I get vindictive, right? So like when you when someone wrongs me, and I see who they really are, I go, oh, I don't want. You're dirty laundry. I don't want to be around dirty laundry. Dirty laundry creates more dirty laundry. Mm-hmm. I want to be around good people. Yeah. I, I always said if, if everyone could have you as a friend, they'd all be successful. Because so many times when I didn't believe in myself, meaning, and I don't mean that, like, I didn't think I was funny, but like, like business decisions. There are business decisions that it is, they are really hard to make because the average comic will be like, let me just stay where I'm at. I'm comfortable. I'm safe. Right? Like mm-hmm. doing the truck. That was the number one thing. I remember you were like, you should go to the truck. And I was like, I'm, I'm good. You know, uh, they're good to me. And you know, it's funny. I remember calling the promoter. Yeah. I called the promoter that I worked with and I go, you should work with, uh, you should work with Bert. And he was like, really? And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, he's definitely good for at least one there, at least one. 
and he was like, he's like, okay, okay. And cause we had talked and, yeah. I, and I called him afterwards and he was, and then to think now like what you can do in, in Philly. No, I mean, I mean, we did the truck. I think we did six shows at the truck. <laughs> And it's but but you need people like that in your life because so many of us surround ourselves with shitty people. Yeah. You need people that can lift you up. I remember Rogan one time. We're at his house for his uh, birthday party, mm-hmm. and he he's like, "You want a beer?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he sits. We have a beer, and he says, "You need more money at those clubs." And I was like, "What?" And he's like, "What are you getting paid?" And I told him, and he goes, "Yeah, you, you deserve more money." But you would, as a comic, you never believe that in yourself. By yeah. the way, there are some people that believe that they're bigger than they are, and, and I think those. Are, I think I don't know. Maybe that's good or bad, but like. You need those friends around you to go, hey, man, you should be doing this. You, sh- you should be doing the next thing. You should be doing the podcast. You should be doing this. Because without that, I, I, I would never, I don't ever believe in myself. I'd just be sitting in my fucking. No, all, all that, that, those positive people, what it happens is, is it, they're contagious, man. It's a contagious thing. Then what happens is you receive it from somebody and then you become that friend to somebody else. You tell that the next guy. You're like, you should be getting more money for this. And that guy's like, oh, really? Like, Dude, we were, it has we were, that effect. We were in the green room the other day, and this is before your video dropped, but we were just all bullshitting. And they were, and, you know, and, and I, I, I'll say this out of like respect, but like it was me, Por- Chris Porter, Taylor Tomlinson, like, but I, other people, I, I don't mean to like shortchange anyone, but, yeah. and they were, we were talking about the business. And I thought, you know, in a, in a previous era of comedy, people wouldn't be sharing every single one of their secrets. But then here I am going, no, 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 no. Here's how my business operates. This is how I'm working. When we talked about that girl, Hannah Stocking, I've talked about her twice on this goddamn podcast. Yeah. But like, Who is that again? She's just so fucking funny. Who she's is this? A little, she's a girl. Um, she's on Instagram. Here, pull up Hannah Stocking. She, she's beautiful, but like, she just, she's really funny. And when the way she does her business is like pretty clear. It's like, Yo, I'm, I put on a costume. I then here go back. Go. So wait, how do you know you know her from Instagram? I did. I did a thing with her on YouTube. And oh. she's beautiful. She's cool as fuck. But she is legit funny. She could definitely be on SNL. And uh, but they all these YouTube kids. They That's just, her right there. Yeah, she's gorgeous. But all these YouTube kids just share each other's secrets. Like there's no secrets. They. No, I know. I saw a clip. Um, Ethan had on the. What's that guy's name? Casey Neistat. Yeah. Dude, and Casey Neistat. Casey Neistat. But they're straight up just talking. They're like, what'd you get paid for that? Yeah. How much money did you make on that endorsement deal? Yeah. yeah. Because for them, the secrets are the secrets are bad. Because if you don't tell the other YouTubers, then they don't know what they can get. And then yeah. they start fucking playing one against each other. Dude, Casey Neistat is probably him and this guy, Mr. Ben or Ben Brown, are the two impetuses of me changing my business yeah. model. Those two guys, I saw them. I was inspired by the fact that they had cool cameras. And uh, I'm, yeah, sorry. Keep going. I'm, I was inspired by the fact that they had cool cameras. They were editing cool videos, and they were representing their lives in like a fun kind of way. And I thought I have a fun life. I have a fun group of people. You have become the the promo king. Like your <laughs> your thing for like just announcing an added show is like beyond what anybody else does. It's, I, I mean, you have drones, you have fucking marching bands, <laughs> you'll come out of the pool. I'm like, the fuck? And they're like, what's this for? They're like, uh, Columbus. I'm like, <laughs> what? But I mean, it becomes that, but that I'm sure I know actually has inspired other comedians too because people start going like, holy shit, man, like you can do this? I'm like, yeah, I just put up a fucking graphic. I mean, I, you're, you're, Columbus. I mean if, if, if people, if you, uh, that's so funny. Because I looked at your pro, your promo and when I saw the dates, the first yeah. thing I do is I go look at those dates, and then I was like, 
whatever the next video is, I guarantee you the show's at it, show's at it, show's at it. Yeah. Because that all it is, is is getting out for people to know you're coming. All I want you to do is see me do stand-up. That's it. That's yeah, it. That's and it. I will do everything in my power to get you, you to come see me do stand-up. Yeah. I will do anything. You want me to get my ass waxed? I'll get my ass waxed. I'll yeah. jump out of a fucking plane. Yeah. I want you to come see me do stand-up. That's it. That's how I pay my rent. All this free content, that's it. It's all for stand-up. It's all for stand-up. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. The, yeah. the whole, uh, my agent had this thing where he he's like, i never seen this because it was actually, I go, oh, I've this now, I knew what he felt like because the, the first time I experienced it, I was like, what the fuck? Which was, uh, we were after my taping, after the, the late show, we're done. We're out, yeah. we're out ha- at a bar having a drink, the big group. This guy comes up with the shirt on with my shirt. He was like, man, I'm at, I was at the show. I had a great time. He's like, I never even like, you know, I don't really watch stand up. I didn't really, I wasn't, you know, looking like, I don't watch specials or anything. He's like, I'm just like a big podcast fan. So, uh, I, I just came just to see you because I love the podcast. I was like, all right, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. You know, we took a picture and he walked away. My agent was like, isn't that crazy that he was like, I don't watch stand up. And I go, yeah, but then you realize that like with the podcast, some people that, that like some people watch sit at home, they watch specials. They're like, I love stand up. Some people they're like, you know, I know that you're a stand up, but I like that you do this Yeah. and I'll come see you because of the other thing, but I'm not like a stand-up guy. That's, I get so many people to go, this was my first comedy show. I always go, they get so much better. Yeah. Like, do not, don't, like. That's my, what you say? I always say that. I go, go see Tom or Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I never say that. <laughs> I'm like, it's all going to suck from here, dude. <laughs> you think, think about those kids that are YouTube kids who go do a live show and they sell out a live uh, uh, fucking Wild. venue. And those aren't stand-up fans. Those are just fans coming to... They'll go for a meet-and-greet. Yeah, they'll go for a meet-and-greet. Look, if we can the get, big, if we can trick people yeah. into coming to see us to do stand-up by fucking some two dumb dumb van- dance videos, yeah, yeah. and people are like, fuck it, dude. That made me laugh. I'll go see them. The other thing I got to tell you from the dance video, I like now that it's been... I don't know. When does this come out? When, when day? December. December. Okay. The, just this being out like a couple days, I heard from people... I haven't heard from in years. Oh yeah, uh, both in my personal and like fucking famous actors. Um, you know what I mean? Like people in comedy who I was like, I haven't talked to that guy. Mark Wahlberg. Uh, a, a, a number of people where I was like, what? And they're like, like that's that's the reach of something crazy like that. Yeah. And then uh, the behind the scenes thing came out. I heard from more people. Yeah. Like it was it was it was really an interesting experience. It's man. a dude that video. That video bumped my all my videos up. Remember when we talked views. about um, when when I, when I, you first put it out, and I go if I I go if I put one out, it will spike oh, the original 100%. video because people will want to watch yeah. it. Yeah, it's it's crazy because I think you know I, I don't know I I just look at it like I just look at it like all this is good. Like, like I, you know, I keep wanting, I want Joey Diaz to put out a dance video. Oh my God. I mean, a lot of people were saying too, cause I, you know, I, I said in the, in the behind the scenes thing, I was like, this was Bert's idea. I was on board. If we had just done that for October, it would have been epic. Like if, if that would have been just the thing that we did. If once again, if Joe Rogan is listening, Joe, if you want to break the internet. Oh, he puts out a dance video. Behind our backs. Yeah. Country line dancing. Yeah. Oh, he put out a video. It would get like immediately twenty million. He would. It would. It would. Do you realize? Like my reaction to your video. Yeah. Can you imagine if Joe put out a fucking? Joe comes in with 
tight jeans, cowboy boots outside his jeans, a, a, a cowboy hat and a piece of straw and his head pulls up and he's like, oh, it's on, motherfuckers. Dude, that would I know. fucking break me. I would amazing. laugh. I would, I, I love that. It was, it was super fun, man. We got to do more. We got to do, we got to come up with another challenge. Yeah. We got to do, um, and I think we should do, by the way, like some like scripted, like, or, or like reality content for our YouTube stuff, you know? Yeah. I don't, I mean, like, I, I think there could be, I think that we should, we should definitely do more challenge videos, it's like fun. just go out and do stuff together yeah. and, and challenge each other and just shoot them. Um, I think. I think the other thing is there's fun organic things is like there's so the reason that the dance video not to like suck each other's dicks here but like the reason the dance video was so fun for us was that it was it was just out of organicness it's true like you didn't tell there it wasn't manufactured you know holding on to that was like the most fucking like I, I could put it, I could have put it out like a 10 days before and I was like nah dog nah, I just hold it till I can <laughs> sit across from him do you so know how much fun we're gonna make in this movie yeah, should we, should we do a GoFundMe with, with and Johnny? Just, what we should do is we should do a GoFundMe, and then whatever we raise, we'll match. Okay, okay. Um, let's see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I like so the how idea. How much do you think we could raise on a GoFundMe for that movie? I have, if if we how much do we need? There's an art to getting the GoFundMe uh, set up. It's not just like, hey, we have a movie idea. Do you want to go? Call like, Rami. Call Rami right now. Uh, well, call Rami right now. See if Rami can direct this movie and how much it would cost to do a road trip movie. Okay. All right. Hold on. Um, and then I'll call Jeff Tomzik and see if he can do it super cheaper. <laughs> okay. We can get Jeremy Renner in our movie. You think he can? Definitely now. <laughs> <laughs> what if we just filled our movie with all Me Too people? <laughs> There's call, a number of people that called would... the comeback. <laughs> Let's see. Right now he's driving down Malibu. PCH doing coke with some whore sucking his dick in his BMW. <laughs> no, I know Tom Segura. Your call. Uh, okay. Um, oh, real quick. Uh, a lot. One of the things that came from the video, a lot of people have asked for machine shirts. Yes. So are we going to put it out? Yeah. Yeah. I got to get a Thick Boy Nation uh, sweatshirt. Those were all over at my taping. Oh, really? Everyone was wearing them. Great. Yeah. Great. Well, let's do... Uh, machine ma shirt. <laughs> uh, do we add the stains or just uh, right now? <laughs> you can put your own stains on All it. Right. We'll just make them clean. We'll you do heard a machine shirt. Um, go uh, burp, burp, burp for uh, all the new dates, right? Uh, we've added a bunch of shows. I think we're at, I can't really say, but I think we're adding a bunch of shows. So if your tickets were sold out, go check it out. Okay. Uh, com slash tour for the dates that I have on sale. We'll be adding a few more. And uh, that's it, man. Congrats again on the special. Love you. You got a drink after you. All right. See you next time. Bert and Tom, Tom and Bert. One goes topless while the other wears a shirt. Tom tells stories and Bert's the machine. There's not a chance in hell that they'll keep it clean. Here's what we call Two Bears, One Cave. No scripts, a bit of booze, amateur fartology, dirty jokes, raunchy humor, no apologies. Here's what we call Two Bears, One Cave.